As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you truly proud of what we have achieved together. We did what we came here to do, and so much more. This week, we inaugurate a new administration and pray for its success in keeping America safe and prosperous. We extend our best wishes, and we also want them to have luck, a very important word. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in American history. We slashed more job-killing regulations than any administration had ever done before. We and the whole world got hit with the China virus. Our trade relationship was rapidly changing. Billions and billions of dollars were pouring into the U.S., but the virus forced us to go in a different direction. The whole world suffered, but America outperformed other countries economically because of our incredible economy and the economy that we built. Powered by these policies, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We reignited America's job creation and achieved record low unemployment for African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women, almost everyone. Income soared, wages boomed, the American dream was restored, and millions were lifted from poverty in just a few short years. It was a miracle. We passed VA choice, VA accountability, right to try, and landmark criminal justice reform. For years, the American people pleaded with Washington to finally secure the nation's borders. I am pleased to say we answered that plea and achieved the most secure border in U.S. history, along with more than 450 miles of powerful new wall. I go from this majestic place with a loyal and joyful heart, an optimistic spirit, and a supreme confidence that for our country, and for our children, the best is yet to come. Thank you and farewell. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Well, if you heard that just now, I wouldn't say it's the last time you'll ever hear the former, and I use that word very loosely, Former President Donald Trump, as he made his speech before the inauguration begins. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another great episode of the Main Event Talk Podcast. I am the Main Event Player, the Super C, the God Among Gods, the King Among Kings, the coolest son of a motherfucking bitch walking God's green earth. Now, as you can tell, I know that there have been some people asking me if I was going to do some sort of podcast involving the whole thing with the presidential, uh, the presidential inauguration. The answer is yes, uh, but this is not an official episode. Now, as you can tell, and you know, you can tell by most of the episodes I do, I always do an episode that involves something that goes on professional wrestling and everything. And usually there are certain episodes that I keep separate 
from what goes on in the world of professional wrestling. This is a bit different. This is all about the inauguration of Joe Biden. Now, I have had a chance to see some of Joe Biden's inauguration today. Some uh, some of it's uh, still taking place, as a matter of fact, as as I'm recording this episode. But I got to say, you know, this has been a long time coming. You know, January 20th is here, and a lot of people were wondering exactly what was going to happen. I mean, what what in the world are we going to expect? What in the world are we going to see happen with this whole thing with the presidential inauguration? Did it come out? Was it going to come out peacefully? Was it going to end up like what happened on January 6th when the whole riots had taken place? It's full of it's full of um, full of unanswered questions at this point. There were a few Trump supporters that were over there, but the funny thing is, those Trump supporters are now starting to become less and less. Now, to me, and I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. You know, President Trump was, uh, he was always an incompetent president. He always has been, he always will be. You know, everything that he had just said is full of lies and disrespect and everything. And it, it really shocks me when people don't really see that. I mean, really, it really doesn't because I, I have several friends that are Trump supporters in their own right, but I'm not going to, you know, viscerate them and tell them to go fuck themselves in every way possible. They have the right to choose whoever, whatever president they support. We're in America. I mean, we, we have the right to choose whoever we want, no matter what, even if it's an incompetent president like Trump. Am I going to stop being their friend? No. Am I going to tell them you should go for Joe Biden? No, because for me, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, I care less about the politics. I care less about who I support and who I don't support. But what I do agree with is the fact that for the first time in four years, this country is going to get back in order. Before, it was about making America great again. But as I mentioned on a couple of podcasts, this is not about making America great again. It's about making America make sense again. That's what needed to happen. Now, the the beauty, the beauty of this whole thing, yes, it was good that Donald Trump didn't show up for his inauguration or for doing the the quote unquote salute and uh, the whole thing with passing over, you know, transferring the presidency over to Joe Biden. And never before in the history of the United States that a president would be impeached twice. And it, it is just so sad. And, you know, I, I can talk all I want to about Trump and I can, you know, because some people can tell me that, oh, I'm wrong or no, this this election was rigged or no, this this is, you know, not supposed to happen. The riots that took place on January 6th was, was 
was totally uncalled for because people thought that they had the right to find a way to silence this whole presidential thing to make sure that Joe Biden's no longer president and that we get Donald Trump back in place. Now, while while this was good, and, 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 and I know some people are going to think, how is this good? Hear me out. While this was good that the American public wanted to find a way to change it, I think what they did was noble, but I also feel that trashing, destroying pre- uh, public property and, and, and trying to basically sacrifice, other, and, and this is pretty much the truth, sacrificing people's lives for the sake of one person who you think make made a difference in the United States. And this is what you have to show for, right? Most Americans want to do the right thing. But in this case, in the past four years, there's never been anything, there's never been anything called the right thing. No one believes in the right thing anymore. When Donald Trump came in, it was all about everything going wrong. Nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to talk about that because all they want to talk about is, is the, you know, the president, you know, he's changing his administration. He's changing the laws. He's, he's supposedly making the, um, the economy great again. He's trying to build it up when in reality he hasn't really done anything to the economy other than the fact that he feels that the economy is at its highest peak, but it's still at its lowest. He he is talking about doing something about the American uh, the Mexican border and everything, and while he's done something about it, he still have a long way to go. And here's my thought, and I'm saying this because this is true. I hope that when President when President you know Biden comes in, that that wall gets torn down. I really want this, that wall to be torn down completely. And I also feel that, and this is something that I have often thought about a few times. I hope the the first, well, there's a lot of things that I know uh, President Biden wants to do. But I think if there's one thing that I want to see out of this presidency, if there's one thing I want to see. About several, about a year ago, almost I would say about a year ago, or a year and a half ago to be exact. There are a lot of these children that have been separated from their parents. And it's so sad seeing their families, seeing their children on the other side of the fence. And I hope, and I really hope this happens. I hope that Joe Biden does something about it and finds a way to get those kids reunited with their families, with their moms, with their dads. Donald Trump didn't do anything about it. All he wanted to do was just create a fence between the kids and their families. I personally hope that Joe Biden does this because it will show me and it will show the world that this dude really means business and he really wants to change this world. He really wants to change the presidency of the United States. He really wants to make a difference and not bullshit the American people.
I really believe that. As far as Donald Trump goes, his world is already crashing down. He's living over in Florida as we speak. How long will he be there? Will only be a matter of time. So before we continue on with whatever I have to speak of, let's take a look and listen to the downfall of President Donald Trump. Congratulations, Mr. President. Joe Biden is now the 46th president of the United States. The same day he was inaugurated, former President Trump ignominiously left the White House for Florida, ending one of the most chaotic tenures in the Oval Office. As his presidency was drawing to a close, Donald Trump looked set to be primarily remembered for his disastrous mishandling of the coronavirus pandemic. But the defining moment of his time as Commander-in-Chief came when he had just two weeks left in office. January 6, 2021. After trying for weeks to overturn the results of the election, Trump's lies that it had been rigged boiled over into insurrection as his supporters stormed the Capitol building while Congress was certifying Biden's win. It was a violent end to the slow-moving coup attempt that Trump at first encouraged, then praised, and only later distanced himself from. We will not let them silence your voices. We're not going to let it happen. Not going to let it happen. So go home. We love you. You're very special. We have seen political violence spiral out of control. We have seen too many riots, too many mobs, too many acts of intimidation and destruction. It must stop. At least five people were killed during the riot. A Capitol policeman who was beaten with a fire extinguisher died the next day. Another officer later died by suicide. Several White House staff and cabinet members quit after the violence, as rumors started that Vice President Mike Pence would invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Trump from office. Within a week, Trump had become the only president in American history to be impeached twice, this time for inciting sedition. On this vote, the ayes are 232, the nays are 197. The House demonstrated that no one is above the law not even the President of the United States. That Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to our country, and that once again, we honored our oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. The new charge was laid a little less than a year after Trump was acquitted for two articles of impeachment, one for obstruction and the other for abuse of power, following the revelation that Trump sought dirt on Joe Biden from Ukraine. Everyone was in the loop. It was no secret. Everyone was informed via email on July 19th, days before the presidential call. It was inappropriate. It was improper for the president to request and to demand an investigation into a political opponent, opponent. But Democrats fell well short of the two-thirds Senate majority needed to convict. 
his first impeachment trial behind him, things were looking up for Trump as he hit the campaign trail in February for the 2020 election. While he was stirring up his base, concerns were growing over a flu-like virus that had started in China and was now moving through Europe at a deadly pace. Concerns that the president was quick to shrug off. By April, you know, in theory, when it gets a little warmer, it miraculously goes away. I hope that's true. When it became clear that no miracles would be forthcoming and the death toll started to climb, Trump changed tack, refusing to take responsibility for combating the coronavirus and suggesting bizarre, fatal remedies. I would like you to speak to the medical doctors to see if there's any way that you can apply light and heat to cure. And I see the disinfectant where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside or, or almost a cleaning? As the pandemic wore on and the death count entered the hundreds of thousands, Trump started to contradict his own medical team. I disagree with him. You know, Dr. Fauci said, don't wear masks. And now he says, wear them. And uh, you know, he said numerous things. Don't tell anybody, but let me wait till a little bit after the election. While Trump's popularity started to plummet, he concentrated on his rallies, defying mask mandates and limits on indoor gatherings. At a Tulsa, Oklahoma rally, only 6,200 people appeared in a stadium with 19,000 seats, and an overflow space was quickly dismantled. With many states enforcing lengthy shutdowns, the number of furloughed and laid-off workers pushed unemployment figures to their highest since the Great Depression. The election inching closer, Trump campaigned without presenting a plan for a second term. Then, after months of shrugging off distancing and mask recommendations, the seemingly inevitable happened. The President of the United States and the First Lady have both tested positive for the coronavirus. It is extraordinary on many different levels. After a stay at the Walter Reed Medical Center, Trump returned to the White House and victoriously removed his mask. As the number of dead continued to climb, Trump touted his own survival as proof he was bringing the coronavirus under control. I'm the President. I can't sit in the basement and say, let's wait this thing out. I'm not going to do that. And now I'm immune, they tell me. I'm immune. I could come down and start kissing everybody. I'll kiss every guy, man and woman, man and woman. Look at that guy, how handsome he is. I'll kiss him. Not, not with a lot of enjoyment, but that's okay. Going into the election, most polls had Joe Biden solidly ahead as Democratic get-out-the-vote efforts focused on early and mail-in ballots to minimize the risk of voting during a pandemic. On election night, after leading in initial counts, Trump falsely declared himself the winner before all the votes were tallied. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. But when early and mail-in ballots were counted, it quickly became clear that Trump would be consigned to history as a one-term president. Instead of using the final months of his presidency to focus on the coronavirus, now killing around 4,000 people a day, Trump put all his efforts into trying to overturn the election result. You know, we won Georgia, just so you understand. And we won Florida, and we won a lot of places. If I lost, I'd be a very gracious loser. If I lost, I would say I lost and I'd go to Florida and I'd take it easy and I'd go around and I'd say I did a good job. But you can't ever accept when they steal and rape and rob. Can't accept. 
Trump lost more than 50 lawsuits that had alleged that Democratic schemes had inflated the Biden vote. Despite the total lack of evidence, Trump's loyalists bought into the fiction. I think that what the president wants to see is that every legal vote gets counted, and that's what we're walking through right now. All the votes haven't been counted. We need to make sure the legal process is fully complied with. He could take military capabilities and he could place them in those states and basically rerun an election in each of those states. With Trump's legal avenues exhausted, there was one option left. Under the Constitution, the vice president certifies the Electoral College results. The moonshot theory went that Vice President Mike Pence could refuse the certification. It was championed by high-profile senators like Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. A huge Stop the Steal rally was organized to coincide with proceedings in a bid to force Pence to go along with the plot. All Vice President Pence has to do is send it back to the states to recertify and we become president and you are the happiest people. Now whipped up into a frenzy, as soon as the rally was over, the crowd followed Trump's calls to march on the Capitol. Police were overwhelmed. Protesters broke into the Senate chamber. Republican and Democratic lawmakers barricaded themselves in their offices. By the end of the day, Trump offered a lukewarm call to the rioters to stop. But the damage was done. It forced Trump for the first time to admit he would not be a two-term president, though he still maintained the election was rigged. Before the week was out, he was permanently banned from Twitter, a development that reportedly stung more than the growing calls for impeachment. Calls that had bipartisan support. Seven days after the riot, the House of Representatives voted to impeach the president for a second time. Donald Trump is a clear and present danger to our country. As Trump readies himself for his second trial, Biden is preparing a raft of executive actions, including ending the Muslim travel ban, reuniting separated migrant families, and a return to the Paris Climate Agreement, as he seeks to move the country on from his predecessor's toxic legacy. So now, um, everything has now been set. Everything has now been put together. So now we no longer have to worry about this whole thing with Trump because, you know, it's just, you know, everything is coming together. Everything is, you know. And while one side, a lot of people are happy that. Biden is now president and now we can move forward and start changing things around and putting things where they need to be at. The question now remains is what will happen to President Trump next? I mean, what's what's going to be what's going to be his next move? Have we have we seen the last of him? It's a big question. Don't know. And I think some people may not care. Others may look at it from a different perspective. You know, I don't know. But we'll... We'll just have to see how all this comes out. We'll just have to. We now turn to our colleague, Mario Parker, in Washington. So, where last time I left him, he was sort of on the plane on the way to Florida. Where is Donald Trump now? 
Yes, he's at his uh, Mar-a-Lago estate in Florida. Uh, he left this morning. Uh, we saw that he had a send-off at Joint Base Andrews where Air Force One takes off, uh, in which he gave a speech, uh, his farewell speech, uh, to supporters that were assembled there. And so what, is, what are his plans going forward? Do we know, will he live at Mar-a-Lago as far as we know? As far as we know, he'll live in Mar-a-Lago. That'll be his base of operations. Uh, operation, excuse me. His children, Ivanka, Jared, uh, Don Jr., they're also living in Florida uh, nearby as well. Um, in terms of plans going forward, the, pres the former president, I should say, uh, left open the possibility that uh, he'll be around in some capacity, uh, to paraphrase uh, his remarks. He didn't specify what that was necessarily, but kind of hinted that he won't uh, we won't necessarily see him follow the tradition of ex-presidents who kind of fade off into the sunset. <laughs> Mario, it's Jeannie. Yeah, and I, I don't suspect we'll see that either. But I wanted to ask you about former Vice President Pence and how much tension you understand there was between the two on this very last day as Vice President Pence was there representing the administration alone this afternoon. Yes, absolutely. Well, the, the, the line from uh, Vice President, former Vice President Pence's uh, administration was that it would have been logistically impossible for him to both attend the send-off for President Trump uh, at uh, Joint Base Andrews and then make it over uh, to back into the district uh, for the inaugural uh, festivities. But make no mistake about it, there had been some tension uh, going back to the January 6th uh, riot at the the Capitol, uh, in which uh, the president's supporters stormed, uh, and some of them uh, looked for search for uh, Vice President uh, Pence after the president erroneously and falsely said that he had the uh, the power to overturn the election results. Hey Mario, this is Rick. Uh, I was curious uh, how you think the the differences will be between uh, covering the Trump White House versus covering the new Biden White House. I mean, will there be regular press conferences again? Will you see much of the new president in the briefing room? Um, uh, it was a it was a real crapshoot uh, over the last four years as to what you would get as a uh, a coverage reporter in the White House. And I was curious what your expectations are for the new administration. Sure. We expect a stark uh, difference between the, the two. We saw uh, some of that play out during the campaign, whether it was some of the social distancing uh, procedures that were put in place uh, or the accessibility. Uh, Jen Psaki, who will be the new uh, press secretary, has indicated that she'll be conducting uh, daily briefings. That's something that we hadn't seen uh, from the former administration. Uh, while we did get access to President Trump, it wasn't always in the briefing room, uh, aside from uh, the uh, coronavirus pandemic uh, briefings uh, from uh, earlier last year. But we do expect the, the daily briefings to uh, come back into play. That's something as well. And that's something that's particularly important as we see uh, uh, President uh, Biden now uh, issue uh, just a, uh, an array of executive orders. Yeah, for our radio audience, what we're watching on TV are some doors there. I'm told it's the president's room. I think it's the president of the Senate. And at some point, those will open, and the new President Biden will come out, and we'll have that signing ceremony we've been talking about. So, Mario, while we're still with you, uh, I'll use a technical term here. There's a slew of presidential executive orders that supposedly are coming out today. And do you know, has he signed them yet? When will he sign them? And maybe as important, how do you pick which ones to sign? 
We're not sure if he signed him yet. Uh, as far as uh, we know, he hasn't yet. That'll be something later on this afternoon, uh, in which he'll be he'll, he'll be doing. But we know that he he wanted to hit the ground running. Uh, he wants to do some things uh, to stem uh, the economic downturn, whether that's uh, building upon some of President Trump's uh, actions on whether it's student loan. Uh, 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 payment deferrals, uh, some other economic policy options as well. Uh, we know that he'll be doing that later on today. And I'm just here to report because uh, you and Rick were talking about it, that it looks like Joe Biden's Twitter account, the POTUS Twitter account is up and running. So oh, good. <laughs> we got from that detention. back, Mario. <laughs> and, and Mario, I wanted to follow up on those executive orders as we've seen in the modern presidency, this sort of presidency by executive order. Um, we understand that a few of those are going to be overturning um, th steps, obviously, that, that uh, Trump made. But one of the interesting ones that we haven't talked a lot about has to do with the student loan program and deferments in that area. And is this something we're expecting Biden to sign today? And, you know, are you expecting him to take more steps in that area? And also we're hearing in terms of people that are renting and other people who have been hit by the, the pandemic, obviously, economically so hard. Yeah, absolutely. We're expecting him to sign some of those today. Those are things that, to be fair and accurate, that President Trump had enacted as well to kind of stem uh, stem the, the economic pain associated with the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, President Biden has indicated that he'll extend some of those measures immediately. And then, of course, there's the, the stimulus package that he would like Congress to pass as well uh, that, that will really address those in a broader fashion. Well, a lot of things are going to be signed. A lot of things are going to be taken care of. There's a lot of things that Joe Biden's going to be doing in the next few few weeks to the next few months. And I know that it's just you know, it's almost like for for myself and others it's a it's a bit of fresh air. It's a bit of fresh air because for the first time we are seeing how the country is now coming together. We're seeing how everything is being put in place and all the pieces that were lost is now being put back in its rightful place. Now, there are still a few Trump supporters out there that do want to voice their opinions, voice their thoughts. They still feel that Joe Biden doesn't deserve to be president, and they feel that Donald Trump is the true president. But when you look at this closely, you know, I still remember, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast. Well, I remember watching the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony back in 2013, the weekend of WrestleMania 29. Donald Trump was inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. And when Vince McMahon brought, inducted him into the Hall of Fame, I remember the words, the next president of the United States. 
And I thought, <laughs> and I laughed at it. And a lot of other people laughed at it as well because it was a stupid idea. Lo and behold, 2013 all the way down to 2016, that joke became, unfortunately, a reality. A reality which we all lived through. And while Trump believes in his heart that he had a good four years and he wanted to do another four years, there's a lot of us that don't feel he deserves it. And then there are others that feel he does. It's so funny how people can be so blind, so blind about Donald Trump. They can never look at his flaws. They can never look at his, at some of the things that he has done wrong. Some of the things that he should have done a long, long time ago, but he never did. And now it's all catching up to him. Everything is catching up to him. And there are some people that I have a lot of respect for. And they are Trump supporters. But I'm not going to jump on their case. Tell them to go fuck themselves. And I'm going to carry a bunch of shotguns and blow all their fucking heads off. That's not what I want to do. You see, they have a right as an American to vote for whoever they want. I've mentioned that several times before. But they also have to realize that sometimes things will never ever go the way it used to be. Never. And while we're in this crazy thing in 2021, you have to keep in mind, we're still in a pandemic. We're still in this chaos. And despite the fact that Joe Biden is our new president, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. A lot. And I'm sure he'll try to do as best he can to fix everything around him. And I heard the word toxic legacy. And that's what it was. That's what it's been for the past four years. A toxic legacy. We all want to see things go right. We all want things to be, to be smooth once again. The Black Lives Matter movement. Never before... Never before in the history of America that something like Black Lives Matter comes along and basically shakes up everything. The thing is, Black Lives Matter means more now than it ever will. I'm an individual that support my fellow Americans. Whether you're from Texas, from Florida, New York City, California, Colorado, it don't matter if you're white, don't matter if you're black, Mexican, Asian, it don't matter. 
We've all, we've all now realized that this is exactly what we need. But keep in mind, guys, keep in mind. Despite the fact that President Trump is no longer, well, (laughs) I don't think the term should be President Trump. I think it should be former President Trump. Despite the fact that former President Trump is no longer in office, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to sit back, relax, and just let whatever it is to be. He may come back, or he may just be sitting in the background, or he's going to do what he always does. He's going to get a bunch of people fired up. He's going to give them a bunch of empty promises, as only a politician can do. He's going to tell everyone a lie here, a lie there, some truth, some truth, then another lie. And the thing is, guys, you also have to understand one thing. Regardless of who's the president of the United States, and regardless if they're no longer president, I still don't care about politics. Now, I know some people are thinking, you know, you seem to be happy with Joe Biden being president. Well, yes, I am. But I'm happy... I'm happy because of one thing. It's not about supporting a president. That's not what this is about. This is about right and wrong. And believe me, that's been something that has been missing from the president for a long time. Right and wrong. See, while people feel at the time when Trump was still president, while he feels he'd done a lot of things right, the borders, cutting off people from his cabinet and everything, while he feels that he's doing the right thing for the American public, myself and others look at this as you've got to be kidding me. No matter how right Trump is, he's wrong. No matter how many political speeches, many political rallies he can throw upon, we know he's full of shit. It's been that way for a long time, and it'll always be that way during the duration of Biden's administration. Now, what am I talking about? I'm someone that cares less about politics, but I'm also someone that realizes there's nothing wrong with his presidency. See, I don't care about the politics. All I care about the most is what he can offer, what he can bring, and more importantly, the human being. And that's all I care about, the human being. I don't care much about the politics. I don't care what he has to offer. I don't care what sort of thing that Joe Biden does. As long as it's right and as long as the American public understands that what he is doing is right for America. 
It's all about one nation. It's all about America. It's not about one person. It's not about his ridiculous and overcoming indecency. Because that's what it's been about. Indecency. Nobody can believe in anything that Trump says anymore. You see, for President Trump and to all the people that still believe in Donald Trump, when I see Donald Trump's presidency, he looks at his presidency like real estate, like he's a car salesman. He is making you believe that he is a great president. He is making you believe that this is exactly what you should feel and this is exactly how you should be from here on out. And I don't believe it. I didn't believe it then. I don't believe it now. You see, years ago, we had great presidents like John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, even Barack Obama. And while some people may not agree with those presidents, these ones that I just mentioned were the ones that made the biggest difference. These were the ones that pretty much changed the landscape or maybe change the way America is. That's what it's about. Changing the way America is. You know what I mean? You know, all this, all Trump, all Trump, all that he's been about is about entertainment. And that's what it is. Entertainment. Trump is a lot like, and I'll mention this because I have to, a lot like Vince McMahon. A lot like the WWE. And I know some people know where I'm coming from with this. But for those that don't, Vince McMahon feels that what you see on television, on his television, is exactly what you should enjoy. And believe me, there are a lot of things that I want to enjoy in professional wrestling. And while the WWE may be still the number one wrestling promotion in the world, it doesn't want to be a wrestling promotion. While he goes ahead, while the WWE feeds you all of these superstars that have all the talent in the world, there's only a few that are going to make it to the top. And the rest that deserve to be on top are being held back. And Vince McMahon feels it's not him, it's the fans. (laughs) Same thing with Donald Trump. It's not me, it's them. That's the way it was before. And that's the way it will always be. So I say this to you. 
Mr. Donald J. Trump. I would like to say thank you for your contributions to the presidency of the United States, but that'd be a lie. I would like to say you were the greatest president of all time, but that's a lie too. I would even like to say that you're better than Barack Obama, but that's an even bigger lie. So Trump, this is just on behalf of the entire world. We'd like to say thank you. Thank you for ruining our lives for the past four years and making us realize what you're truly all about. And just remember, no matter what, no matter how stupid or no matter how many lies and no matter how you think it, you will always and forever will be the worst president in the history of the United States and you left a land of confusion. Yeah.
but it doesn't end there, folks. No, it doesn't end there. Not by a long shot. So as we conclude this very special presidential inauguration episode of the Main Event Talk podcast, we said goodbye to Trump. Now, you, Joe Biden. Well, actually, before I get to him, don't forget to follow the main event on this podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is you find your favorite podcasts. You can also follow the main event on Twitter at twitter.com slash at main event player. You can even follow me on Instagram at instagram.com slash at main event player. Go to my main event talk uh, Facebook page at facebook.com slash at real main event talk. And if you want a friend request me, find me at facebook.com slash at main event player. Thank you for listening. And no, it's not over yet. I'll mention this because I have to. To Mr. President, our newly elected president, our brand new president, if you will, Joe Biden. Now, I've mentioned this before, and I'll say it again. I don't care much for your politics. I don't care much about what it is you stand for and what it is you go by. But I know you're going to do better. You're going to do better than the last president we had. Absolutely. I feel that. Now to all the people that feel that I'm just kissing up to Mr. Joe Biden, our president. It's not a matter of kissing up. It's a matter of letting him know that I wish you nothing but the best four years of not just your life, but for the rest of people's lives in America. Now, as I mentioned before, I never cared much about politics. I never cared about who was president or who wasn't. I always feel that no matter who became president of the United States, this country will always be fucked. But there are times where there are people like John F. Kennedy, Barack Obama, President Ronald Reagan, and others in that particular nature that have helped this country out. Donald Trump was easy. He was very easy because all of us, all of us knew that he was unfit to be president. And there are people that can give me all the statistics they want to. But no matter what, they'll never be able to focus on the flaws that he did. But you, Joe Biden, you, you are a man of integrity. You're a man that see things right and wrong. Do me a favor. Do the world a favor. Do America a favor. Please bring respect back to America. 
And while one person decided to make America great again, I need you to make America make sense again. And one more thing, Mr. Biden, sir. I wish you nothing but the best in your tenure as president. And I'm sure that you will do great. And I'm sure that you'll do everything in your power to fix everything around you and fix everything around America. Why? Because you can and you want to. Any questions? Enough said. Thank you, President Joe Biden.
Joe Biden, do good. Donald Trump, I got two words for you. Suck it.